Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week's episode, my guest is... Well, I've I've heard from Gary a couple times in the past. He's reached out, and um, I'm glad that I was really able to sit down with him and talk on the podcast, have him as a guest today. Uh, really interesting guy. I had a great time talking with him. I can't wait from my conversation with Gary today is a not only about like old school restaurants in in Syracuse before my time. But B, I really learned that wine can be approachable, that you don't have to, if you're interested in wine, that doesn't mean that you automatically have to have uh, $10,000 to just go spend on wine. Um, It also means that you don't have to be a snob. And so those are two very uh, important things that I'm glad that I was able to walk away with from my conversation. I also know this that if I'm uh, going to be going out and buying wine, that I'm probably not just going to go to one of the big liquor stores anymore where I just walk in and grab a label that looks interesting. Um, uh, but I'm going to probably go to Vinomania and go in and do exactly what Gary said to do on this podcast, which is to go in there, tell him what you like, tell him what you're looking for, give him an idea, give him a range, and then let him pick it out and trust that he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been doing this for 20 freaking years. So guys got to know something about wine, right? Anyways, glad to have had him on the podcast. I know you're going to love this conversation. I had a great time sitting down and talking with him. I want to throw something out to you. The Eat Local New York card is coming out October 1st. We're changing some things up this year. One of those things is that we've now shifted from Eat Local Central New York to Eat Local New York. We're going to try and promote as many restaurants across the entire state as we can. Only locally owned, independent mom and pop shops is what we're going after. Uh, it's going to take us some time. I mean, listen, I'm not going to, when we first started the Eat Local CNY card, there was a good while where we had like 10 restaurants on the card. I mean, I remember going and doing events and people were like, well, where can I use the card? Well, here's, tw- I was be like, listen, there's tw- 30 restaurants. Do you think if you, do you think you're going to go out to eat at these 30 restaurants? And at the beginning, we would have people that would like look at the list and say, ah, we don't go to any of those places. And I'm like, come on then go to those places, like buy the card so you can go try new, um, anyways. Uh, now today in central New York, mostly in Syracuse and those immediate suburbs, we've got 110 restaurants on the card. And um, I'm really happy about that and proud about that because those are 110 restaurants that we can show some love and support to. It's going to take us some time to add restaurants in all, all over the state. I mean, listen, we're talking the entire state of New York, the Adirondacks, Buffalo, Rochester, Albany, New York City, I mean, dear God, that's huge in and of itself. You know, Long Island, I mean, all of the entire state. It's going to take us time to add all these, you know, restaurants, right? Uh, But we're excited to do it. And I will say this, if you're listening, you're a restaurant owner or work in a restaurant, and you want your restaurant to be on the card, it's free to join. So just, you can send me an email, anthony at eatlocalcny. If you're you're somebody that's listening, you're like, hey, a restaurant I love going to, I'd love to see them on the card. Same thing. Send me an email, anthony at eatlocalcny.com. Um, but it's going to take us some time. So that's one big thing that we've obviously changed about it this year. Second thing is we're adding key tags. I know it's not a revolutionary idea to just add a key tag, but now when you buy the card, you're going to have the option. You're going to get just kind of like when you go to, when you get your shopper's club card at Wegmans or whatever, you get a card, credit card size like you have had, or you also get a key tag. I'm, my hope is that if you have a key tag, 
all of you listening who have Eat Local New York cards are going to buy them. Uh, if you have a key tag that you're going to remember to use your card more often, that's the hope here. Um, yeah, so we've added that. We're also raising the price, $25 instead of 20 It's still a great deal. If you go out to eat five times in a year, then you're going to get your money back. And, well, let's be honest, everybody's going out to eat five times in a year. Hell, most people are going out to eat five times in a week. So, um, And then the other thing is we're donating 5%. Oops, we're not donating 5%. We're donating 20% of each sale of the card to the United Way of Central New York, and that's something I am very excited about. So you can head over to Eat Local NY State. That's Eat, E-A-T, Local, L-O-C-A-L, N-Y. N-Y stands for New York. State, S-T-A-T-E, dot com. And you head to the old site, eatlocalcny.com, point to the same place, and buy your card when it comes available on October 1st. That's it. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with we um yes well i i hate to say this i didn't know that so you had a show on fox oh yeah Yeah, i mean ready for this it was uh because i've been at my location 20 years okay so uh it was quite a while ago when I had my I had restaurants too. Did you know that? No, I didn't know any of that. Listen, my restaurants were so cool. Yeah, I owned I owned them for uh, ten years. Okay, um, it was called Decker's. If you look at the food we served then, mm-hmm. nobody serves that food even now. Really, you know what I mean? And, and it was it was a classic. I never wanted to have a restaurant like I could always give you something where I gave you food bigger than your head and you took half it home. You know, like feeding cows in a trough thing. <laughs> it just wasn't my thing. I wanted to have food and wine. And good service, and that's what we did. You yeah. know, I mean, I was a waiter. My brother was a waiter, and I, mm. we were we were pretty good. What was the name of the restaurant? <laughs> uh, Decker's Veal and Vintage. Oh wow! Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Well, that's a long time ago. You know, that was thirty years ago. So 80, ninety. My dad uh, had a restaurant here in the seventies. Uh, it was um, oh geez, it was the diner on uh, West Tennessee Street, Dealership Row. Uh, I think he changed it to Bobby T's. And he probably had that in 74, yeah. 75. Um, and his name's Robert Tringale. And he's been in restaurants in the area all over the place. Uh, how, how old is he? Geez, dad's 68. Oh, see, I probably I must have probably known him. You know, yeah. when you're in the restaurant business, right. you know everybody in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just do. So, so my grandfather, Anthony Tringale, the same name, he, uh, back in the day, in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, maybe the 50s, if cigarette machines, pinball machines, yeah. jukeboxes, that was his business. Oh, that's a good business. Yeah, that was a good business. So I worked at a restaurant in New York City one time. It was owned by the mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had broken leg of lamb on the menu. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. <laughs> you don't have to laugh, though. <laughs> broken leg of lamb. That's pretty funny. So what were you serving at the restaurant? Oh, man. We had veal prime rib. We had, th- we had like an appetizer called menage a Veal trois. prime rib? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we had like menage a trois, which was these three little filo doughs with different flavored cheeses in them. Mm-hmm. And then served on a better, deep fried, then served on a better cranberry sauce. Yeah. We had uh, artichoke and blue cheese soup. We had, you know, mm. we, anchovy and corn soup. We had fabulous stuff. Huh. And, and it was classic. Fabulous wines. Yeah. Good prices. You know what? But Syracuse is so brutal. 
that's the that's the mistake you make when you like it's almost like what i do where i am yeah even though i've been there 20 years mm-hmm. you know i don't sell what everybody else sells oh know? really well but you go out get in my you know we, we can talk on the air whenever you're ready or something oh you're, we're talking sure. yeah we're oh, we are? yeah okay. um and so with the podcast I, I think i i don't typically edit them yeah unless at the afterwards you're like hey actually i don't care. yeah so and neither do I, so yeah. So we'll just talk. <laughs> but my store, have you been to my store? No, I hate, I, I've driven past it more times than I can count. Have you ever seen any pictures of the inside of it? I have, uh, mainly because at Gearhars, we had a group text going <clears throat> about a month ago. And uh, one of the guys I work with was saying, he lives out in Skinny Atlas. Yeah. And he was saying, hey, after work, I have to go pick up, I have to go someplace and find like these, and he rattled off some bottles of wine, right. some names. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And he was like, where, where, where do you think I can go to get those? And everybody was like, Venomania. Yeah. So. It is. But, but the, between the, the whole thing, when you walk in, the atmosphere is awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks like a museum hmm. or sort of freak show in there. <laughs> I mean, the wall, just that alone, people can just to look around because mm-hmm. it's 20 years of stuff I've collected that my wife won't let me put up on the walls at her home. Um, <laughs> but it's all interesting stuff that I like. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, honestly, it's probably stuff like when I was a kid, like robots and spaceships <laughs> and a bunch of look, cool posters like, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon, like it, in French and everything like that. <laughs> uh, but the wine and liquor selection is real funky. You mm. know, uh, I, I won't. There's no reason for me to go head to head. Let's say. Nothing wrong with like uh, Behringer Chardonnay or Kendall yeah. Jackson Chardonnay. It's just in every store, right. and they're buying fifty cases, yeah. and you know, and it doesn't fit in my store. I, my store is small, okay. So I don't want to fill it with what everybody else has. Right. I fill it with things. If you would, and the, the great thing about me being there all these years in a business, mm-hmm. when you tell me what you like, I know what to. If you said oh, I like Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. I know just what to show you. Hmm. If you come in for a gift for somebody, uh, this guy likes scotch, you know, well, he's like fruity scotch or peated scotches. Mm-hmm. Is there one that he's had? Oh, yes, he's had this, you know, doers or whatever. Okay, yeah. I know what to show them. Yeah. Um, and you end up, as far as like gifts go or bringing a gift to somebody, you end up with something that's funky. I mean, who doesn't want that? Right. <clears throat> yeah. When, one Christmas I got from, I think, my mother and somebody else, the, like, talking bass on the wall. Like, I would have rather you went to someone's store and bought me a $30 bottle of wine than that. <laughs> but, uh, but the wines, and they change all the time. Yeah. You know, restaurants, in my mind, like in the restaurant business, that you have the same menu, yeah. it gets boring. Right. The waiter, the, what, what should I order today? Why don't you have the steak with the baked potato and the tin foil? Okay, that's great. <laughs> you know, uh, my store changes, and it's all about great deals, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of, bunch of deals for product that is really fabulous that mm. they give away. And when I buy it like that, I sell it like that. Mm. Now, I could always, get, let's say the wine was worth $80 yeah. online and all that. If I bought it right and I could sell it to you for 50 or 60 I will. Mm. And I'll let you know that because I said, go Google it whenever you want. You know what happens? You get a deal, you come back for another great deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. Everybody's warned, though, you know. I, when, when I know I got a case of something or three cases, I go, this is going to disappear fast. So if you want more, if you take it home and you like it, just call and leave a message, put six bottles in the back, whatever. I'll do that. That's cool. And yeah. it's great food and wine knowledge. Same with the booze, you know. Mm-hmm. You walk in and say, uh, I'm having fish tonight or whatever. I'll yeah. suggest a Sancerre, which is a white Sauvignon Blanc from France. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you put lemon on fish, you have a yeah. highly acidic wine to go with it. Yeah. Uh, same, you know, the classic steak, you know. Uh, do we want something that we're going to drink tonight and is ready to drink tonight? Mm-hmm. Or do we want something we're going to, if something that needs to lay down and age, I'm not going to give you that for tonight's dinner. Right. Unless I, I may say, okay, 
uh, decant it or trash can it, as they say, like splash it into a decanter yeah. so get some quick air. Yeah. Maybe use it. You know, I, I'm full of a lot of great tips for people yeah. and knowledge to help them in an unintimidating way. You know, mm. it isn't me with my, uh, I tell somebody, I don't, you know, my, some customers have their pinky sticking out. My customers hang on to their glasses and they can't afford to drop it. <laughs> so, but they want value. Everybody does, you know? Yeah. Do you think a lot of people, uh, you know, <clears throat> with the exception of one bottle of wine that we've had uh, on our dining room table, uh, it is tipped at a, a slight angle. So, you know, the cork won't dry out. Good. But uh, other than that, uh, and that's not an expensive bottle of wine by any stretch of the imagination. Other than that, we typically buy wine and then drink it that night. Yeah, it's like beer now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You bought a six-pack of beer, you drank it, you bought another six-pack. Right. And wine is like that, too. You get a lot. Like, but then I, I do talk to some friends. Granted, they're chefs, so you know they know a thing or two about wine. Actually, uh, the one, Anthony D'Onofrio, who used to be at Modern Malt, uh, who now is at Gearhars, uh, I think he has his level two sommelier mm-hmm. uh, course. Anyways... I mean, he's, he was telling me a story about how they have, you know, yeah, we went down and pulled this bottle out of our wine cabinet. It's like, you have a wine cabinet? Like, you know, what I t- like to tell people, uh, the rewards of a wine that you aged and is ready to drink when you drink it or can drink it, right, is a huge thing. And all you need to do is to get, you can get into like what's a rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it as simple as you want. If you figured out what your budget was for a year, yeah. let's just say we drank uh, Five bottles of wine a week, okay? Mm-hmm. We need 250 bottles of wine, right, for the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you find things that you can get a good deal on, you know, you keep it within your budget. But on top of that, once a month you buy something that you're going to lay down, so to speak, mm-hmm. or put somewhere in a cellar, you know, whatever you got, a wine cooler, whatever yeah. you got. Uh, you put a tag on it that says drink 2022 to 2025, so you know when you should be drinking it. Mm-hmm. And if you start that rotation once a month at the end of the year, you'll have 12 bottles in there, right? Yeah. If the next year you can afford to put two in, that's cool. But at some point, you can start taking out of there. Yeah. And, you know, you're adding two and taking out and still drinking your everyday drinkers. Yeah. But there's a special occasion. Uh, you're home by yourself. You want to drink a nice bottle? Yeah. <laughs> or you wait for your friends to come over. You have a nice bottle. That's nice, too. I love my wife to death, and you'll absolutely hate this. But uh, she loves, there's this $10 bottle of rosé. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Natura. Yeah. Oh, it's organic, Gary. So it mm-hmm. is organic. So, uh, But she loves mixing it with seltzer water and ice cubes. You know, there's a drink called, listen to this now. Um, that's a great, listen, $10 rosés are fabulous. I yeah. have a lot of them. Right. And what the reality always becomes this. What you want to do with your wine or your food mm-hmm. after you take it is yeah. your business. As a waiter, if you want to drink Dom Perignon champagne and pour Coke in it, I mean the soda, um, it would probably be, uh, that's your business. You know, I would never look down on anyone. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, right. uh, there's a product though. that's cool. It's called, there's a grape called Tarantas, which has a little spritz to it. It's mm-hmm. called new age. And you, it tells you on the back to make this drink called a teen show. Okay. And all you do is take a, a wine glass or a glass with ice you pour the wine out and put a squeeze of lime in it. It's mm. awesome. Yeah. 9% alcohol. See, she's cutting it. She's yeah. making like a spritzer. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, and sometimes it's not seltzer water. It's just regular water. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like anything else. You know what? If you talk about booze to people, yeah. the overproof stuff or the cast yeah. strength, which are like 130 or right up there, um, you typically, you, some people can drink those, but more, normally 
when they first make something that's cast strength, then they cut it down to where they want you to drink it at 92 or so. Yeah. But you would do the same thing yourself with a couple ice cubes right. or a splash of water to bring it where you want it to be. Yeah. And she's doing the same thing. One of the distillers who did the hand sanitizer during quarantine, I forget who it was. I but think it was 1911. Those guys did some. They did some. A lot of them. Old Home did some. Yeah. A few others did. A few people did some. But one of them, it said that it was like 180 proof or whatever the hell it was. Um, and it said, uh, put a dash at the instructions or put a dash on your hands and rub them together or uh, dilute half with water to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they do. You know what's funny? The guys that make them with the corn and stuff, they just smell like vodka. Yeah. But basically they smell like, like Everclear or right. like the moonshine stuff. You yeah. Know? yeah, for sure. So there's, there's some of that out there as hand sanitizer that people were, wow. the instructions. Oh, I would think it. so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm sure if you're desperate. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, what made you, you've had the, uh, the shop now for 20 years, you said. So what made you go from owning a restaurant to wanting to open up the wine shop? You know, really, it was seriously... Uh, I shouldn't say this, but it was the employees. Yeah. Because they started, you know, as a person who's in the business all my life. Right. And I'm going to tell you something. If, if everybody does what I'm going to talk about right now, I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. Or anyone who does it. But, you know, it became a thing where people wouldn't, the shirts didn't fit. Um, mm. They did. It wasn't the two-day unshaved thing. It was the... It was, you know, in my mind, I'm going, did you even take a shower today? What are we doing here? You're on the floor. You're working in front of people. I mean, my biggest thing was that I ironed my shirts and my vest, you know, and I looked sharp as a waiter. That's how I made money. Yeah. I mean, I could have been sloppy. I might and I probably would have sat there and said, geez, I can't believe I don't make that. What a lousy tip. What another lousy tip. Yeah. Well, you know what? Clean up your act. Say the right thing and Hmm. be knowledgeable. I looked, I would always look at the product, you know, what am I selling? Hmm. I mean, I go to places, I went to a place and I said, I asked him what a, what a thing was on the menu, you know. She didn't know. I'm going, well, you should find that out. <laughs> I mean, because somebody else may ask the same question. Yeah. You know? Simple, but yeah. you just got to be sharp. Where was your restaurant at? It was on uh, Holly and Krause. was called Deckersville and Vintage. Yeah. Um, again, hmm. it was a, we did wine dinners. We did okay. the cigar dinner of the year. Oh, that's cool. They were all debauchery. They were a riot. I yeah. mean, it was unbelievably fun. Yeah. And you know, you'd run through like five courses, five wines. We'd probably hmm. have like, you know, cognac or something at the end. Yeah. They were great. Who and, does that around here anymore? Uh, they would do wine dinners, but they wouldn't do, uh, not the combo cigar things. Yeah. Rocky's News, Mike over there. Has you ever oh, talked yeah. with Mike? Yeah. He's fabulous. But he does a lot of cigar events, and yeah. sometimes there's food involved with it. Yeah. Um, it's just important that you know what you're doing. You know what's important? Hmm. The combinations of wine with food. That you're not yeah. serving, you know, look at our first wine is uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and we're serving it with a hot pepper salad. Right. You know, you're burning somebody's palate out. Yeah. <laughs> How's that wine? Good. It's cooling. I'll take some water or anything right now. <laughs> you know, you want to have some balance. And there's so many, there's so many magazines out there to look at, yeah. like food related, that you ought to be able to just take stuff out of there. It should be easy. Yeah. Make it up on your own, but you, there's so many, it's too easy. Who, what's a restaurant in town that you think has a, an exceptional uh, wine menu or wine program? I love uh, a pizza regional, Paulie mm. down there. Yeah. And, and across the board, he has everything great. Yeah. Great food, great wine, great booze, great bartenders, great uh, wait staff. You know what I mean? That, that's a huge, that's everything. You yeah. have to have that. Um, other than that, honestly, Riley's has a great wine list oh, with really yeah. ridiculous prices. Terry does a great job. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it's there's stuff in there. I look at it, I go, geez, I'd buy this and bring it to my store <laughs> and sell it for $40 and make some money on it, you know. But that's a great thing. Yeah. He also has the thing over there we can bring wine in, and he'll char- oh. he might charge you $5 oh, yeah. corkage fee. Yeah. 
Uh, hmm. Some of these places, I understand not wanting to bring product in, yeah. you know, because you're trying to make money. But it, you know what? Uh, you can't swear on the air, right? No, you can. Oh, well, you if you got a shitty wine list, you know what I mean? You ought to let people bring something in. Yeah. If they want to drink something good. Not only that, <laughs> you can promote, like, you, you could say you can't do it on Fridays and Saturdays. But yeah. the other days of the week, you got empty seats. You got to fill them. Yeah. For sure. And if someone wants to bring a bottle in, not a bottle off your list, that's rude, you yeah. know? And, and they're not going to, they can't bring a steak and have you cook it for them. That's rude, <laughs> you know? But uh, to let them. Just because you're, and the other thing that always drives me crazy about Syracuse sort of is, just because you guys aren't knowledgeable doesn't mean the people coming in your store or into your restaurant aren't. Yeah. They uh, are looking for, you know, they, they go to, they travel to places. They mm-hmm. used to go to, you know, New York City, France, you name it. And they got to come back and go, what the heck? You know, because <laughs> you don't know what Barolo is. You're not going to put one on your list at an Italian restaurant. I mean, I see it. I have, a, there's a restaurant that's very popular, does a ton of business. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eight out of the ten glasses are, uh, are California on the list at an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. It just, in yeah. my mind, eh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, there is. Especially there's some places that I've been to and a lot of the, I mean, listen, I know. I mean, when I say I know nothing, yeah. I know nothing. Uh, the only thing I know are the things that I've Googled. When I proposed to my wife... I knew that I wanted something really exp- like champagne, a really nice champagne. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, not knowing anything, I just know Cristal, right? Uh, yeah. I'm 34, going to be 34 next week. So, you know, Cristal was huge in MTV and the, you know, the music oh, yeah. when I was a, in high school, right? So it was, all right, we're going to. Fabulous bottle. Yeah. And so I bought a bottle of 2000, the 2005 Cristal. Yeah. And from what the internet said, that was a really great year. And I could only find two bottles in Syracuse. And so I bought one of them. Yeah. And uh, that was the fastest bottle of anything that we've ever drank before. Because it's fabulous. It was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Real champagne has what's called the bead, which is the bubble that comes from the bottom of the glass. Mm -hmm. And you'll find in the great champagnes, it's a smaller bead or smaller bubble. Hmm. When you get into, a, so to speak, a cheap product like a Corbel, mm-hmm. it has what they call toad's eyes. They're like big bubbles. Hmm. So it's harder to drink it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, another thing, not to, I'm going to go back to my store because um, you, wanna, you come to my store for knowledge like that. Yeah. Uh, if you were to say to me that kind of question, what should I be drinking? You know, mm-hmm. I want Cristal. Hey, that's fine. It's yeah. the top of the line. Good for you. Let's get it or whatever. Right. But you need somebody. My store is like a great meat market. You go in there and say, what should I be buying today? And the guy mm-hmm. says, you know, I got great ribeye. You buy it and it's great. And right. you go back. Hey, if I need suggestions. Hmm. My store is like that. No matter what the question is, what the style is, whatever you want, I'm going to fit it. If I can't, I honestly will send you somewhere else. Hmm. Like if somebody wants, comes in my store and looks for Jack Daniels, which I don't sell, mm-hmm. I'll tell them where they can get it. You yeah. know what I mean? doesn't hurt me. I'm not going to sit there and go, I don't know where it is. What do I care? You buy what you need, you know, what you, you like. Do you get that a lot? Do you get a lot of, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine who worked for me one time was in the carpet business. He goes, this is my, he goes, the liquor store business or your store is complete opposite. They would walk in there and he'd go, if I can help you find anything, we know what we're looking at. No, no, we're all set. Mm-hmm. In my store, they're like, you know, I need something for this or something for that. Yeah. You know, bridal shower. I need, and how much, the other thing too is because of my restaurant experience all my life, I got numbers for you. If you're having a wedding or a party or a shower, I know how much product you need. I know what you should serve. You know, it's a simple thing. There's a, you, you know, mimosa, sparkling wine or champagne with orange yeah. juice. You know, the Italians make a thing called the Bellini, mm-hmm. which is peach, nectar, and Prosecco. But, you know, you, you upgrade things for your party. Someone goes, ooh, that's good. You know, and yeah. everybody likes that. Yeah. Um, the Bellini is my wife's favorite drink. Absolutely. Her favorite oh, yeah. Drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... 
Are you originally from Syracuse? Yeah, I grew up in Liverpool. Okay, and uh, have been here all my life. Yeah. So what made like uh, I mean, what made you get into the restaurant industry? I think uh, it might have at one point. In fact, all, there's five kids in the family, mm. uh, and everybody was in the restaurant business. Oh, really? No, I don't know. It's because it's because we could eat. Like I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> I was a busboy. I set up the breakfast buffet at the Holiday Inn. I mean, it was embarrassing how much food you could eat when you're like right. 17 or 16. Yeah. You know. And it was great because, you know, not that we were dirt poor, but we didn't have a buffet at our house. I can tell you that. And I, you know what it was? Um, I just like the uh, interaction for like as a waiter. You know what it was? You met different parties every time and you almost yeah. had to evaluate, you know, who you could tell a, a dirty joke to and who not. You know, <laughs> I laughed one time. These two lady, older ladies came in and I'm expecting them to order uh, two martinis or something, right? Mm-hmm. I go, ladies, can I get you a little cocktail before dinner or something? Yeah, we'll have two Budweiser's. I go, oh, that twisted me up. I go, wow, I didn't see that coming, you know? But it's fun. Yeah. What did your parents do? Were they in the, were they in the restaurant? No, industry? no, they weren't. My mother uh, actually at one point was uh, worked for like some of the car dealerships as like the receptionist. Oh, okay. I mean, I think we were all vaccinated with a phonograph needle because we all know how to talk. <laughs> so uh, that was part of it. And my father... Um, he was a sergeant in the Salvation Army. Oh, no, cool. actually, he wasn't. He was an insurance guy. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there for the vets. Um, he was in insurance. But we all just gravitated towards it, and it was bizarre. At one point, four, myself and my three other brothers were all working at the same place, like the Sheridan. Yeah. And at that time, since we were in high school, listen, we all wore wigs because we had long hair. <laughs> we would go down to, uh, like, Day Brothers or whatever it was downtown, yeah. buy this cheap woman's wig. You'd push it around with your fingers. That looks good. And you'd wear it to work. It was so insane. I mean, you know, we look like, I don't, we look like a, I don't know what, a bunch of guys that must be on chemo or something with a cheap yeah. wig on. It was fun, though. Yeah. All right, so grow up in Liverpool, and yeah. one day you, you're, in the, you're working at restaurants, and then one day you open yeah. up your own. Well, I, yeah, and, you know, I think what happened was at some point, probably in my 30s, we started, you know, we were very good as waiters and what we did, and we were efficient, and, you know, yeah. we were just smart. We did our job right. We prepped right, you know. Yeah. We didn't wait till uh, I was working at my friend's restaurant, help him one day, and it's parents' weekend. Hmm. Customer comes in, orders a bottle of wine. Look, they don't have it. I go back. They pick another one. They don't have it. I go, all right, mm-hmm. what do we have? All right, we have this. I, go to, I sell them this, you know, big bottle of Barolo. Uh, you guys got any big Riedel glassware? Yeah, we do downstairs. I get them. They're dirty. I'm going, you know, you're not ready. You know what I mean? You don't have the wines you think you do. You don't have glassware cleaned. What are we doing? Yeah. You're on a second bottle by now, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, but the restaurant business, I love the restaurant. I would still, I think if I retired, I'd go back to waiting on tables somewhere. Really? I th- oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could. Uh, I mean, my you know parents were in the industry. Um, my dad, when we, because I was originally born and raised in Kentucky, yeah, and then we moved back here where dad's from when I was thirteen. And when I was like ten or eleven, dad had a diner. The family had a diner in Kentucky where we lived. I remember at that age, like being up there helping out, you know, waiting some tables, washing a lot of dishes, you know, yada yada yada. And we were they had the place for just over a year. Um, but then when I was in high school, I graduated high school. I was moving away to Ohio and I had that summer and I went to apply for a job to make some money before I left. And I went to Denny's, uh, on Western old Denny's on Western C street, right. That's now yeah. the burn dairy. And I applied there to be a waiter and they said, uh, you look more like a cook. So <laughs> there's, a th- wow. there's a third shift Thanks position. So, <laughs> so I was a third shift cook at Denny's on Western C street instead yeah. of being a waiter. I don't know if I could be a waiter. I like talking to people. 
Yeah, but, well, you know, things have changed a lot. I think there's a lot more, uh, you know, it used to be people would come in and they'd order off the menu and then they'd eat it. Yeah. Now, oh, it's awful delicate out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come on. So what, I'll never forget this. Years ago, uh, we're doing Parents Weekend, which is a busy, busy as heck weekend. And one of the waiters, I'm the manager, the waiter comes up and he goes, this lady gave him a card of what she couldn't, couldn't have, mm. like in her food and stuff. Yeah. He goes, what should I do? <laughs> I said, well, feed her the regular food and kill her so no other restaurant has to put up with that. <laughs> Which we didn't do, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you didn't do. It's got to uh, be fun. You want to, you know. Yeah. You got to want to like. If you ever go to a place where the person at the door or the owner really doesn't care that you're there, what are you doing? Yeah. I can't give you my money. You know, you right. don't even care. I'm even here. Yeah. You're doing me a favor. Yeah, no. for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I can appreciate some of the like. Uh, conversation about trying to be inclusive with your menu yeah you know everybody nowadays opens up and you know if they don't have some sort of a gluten-free bread then they have you know some sort of a vegan option but i'll tell you what i i mean i I don't eat vegan food uh mostly but when i go to strong hearts i know that it's going to be the best vegan friendly food that it probably exists in syracuse um I think people should kind of stick to their, your menu should stick to what you're really great at. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I always go back to the story of this band who they, uh, they had had their album out, won all these awards, you know, best selling, yada, yada, yada. Their second album just releases. They're doing a small show in LA and on their set list for that night are all the new songs. And their manager comes backstage right before they go out and says, hey, all the record label executives are out in the crowd and they want to hear the hits. Sure. And the band has this like 15 minute, you know, conversation. They're struggling. Do we play the hits because that's what they want to hear? Or do we want to play the new stuff because that's the artistic expression that we have for our music? Right. Yeah. And they want to play the new stuff. And then the lead singer wrote a book about this, you know, and it was basically when you're creating something, you shouldn't be thinking about your audience. You should be thinking about yourself. You know, you're creating something for yourself. It's like your inner struggle or whatever your, um, you know, uh, your adventure into the world is what's producing this art. And I think food is kind is the same way. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you think about the fact that you might want to eat tomorrow. So, right. uh, I'd be playing those hit. I'd be playing those old hits. You'd so fast your head would spin. <laughs> when I get enough money to do what I want to do, I'll do it. Or I'm yeah. not there yet, or I wasn't there, you know. But at my store, you know, honestly, you, you asked why I got out of the business. Kind of was it was employees. I, I just didn't think that you know what it was. Just it's a tough racket, anyways, the restaurant business. But you yeah. go in my store, it's just me there. That's it, hmm. you know. And guess what? I'm not worried about what you see or hear from me because it's going to be yeah. spot on and it's going to be nice and I'm interested. I'm not, you know. Right. I just It's what I, I love it. Anyways, that helps out a lot. Yeah. I got to tell you a funny story. Yeah. I got a million of them. But, uh, um, <laughs> as a waiter, years ago, used to, you know, vegetarian really meant they were just, if you ordered vegetarian or they asked for that, the chef would take a tomato and cut it in half and put Parmesan cheese on it. He had maybe some <laughs> pasta, with, uh, like pasta primavera, fresh vegetable thing, right? Yeah. That's all they did. They didn't right. know. Yeah. So I worked at a restaurant that was funky called Nicky's of Maddydale, which is really a great restaurant yeah. with interesting food and wine. Uh, but this, uh, they had a vegetarian burger at, for lunch every day. And you'd go in and you'd ask the chef, what is it today or what is it? He didn't hardly know half the time this and that. So one time a customer lady said to me, what's in the uh, vegetarian burger? I said, look, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I, go, I don't know. He doesn't know. Where are we going with this? 
Do me a favor. Try something else. <laughs> Besides your own, what was what's your favorite restaurant or maybe a few of your favorite restaurants in Syracuse of all time? Oh, of all time? Yeah. Man, there were, there were some great ones. I mean, you know what? I, I think this is so long ago. But there was the Caroma, which is an Italian restaurant on Lodi mm-hmm. Street. That was awesome. Really? There was one right across the street from called The Villa. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because, you know, they're both Italian restaurants. Uh, the Villa did more pizza and stuff like that. Okay. But um, it wasn't like competition. They yeah. were just, you know, hmm. you, you know, they were friends in business. Yeah. You needed something, you borrowed something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, good, you're going to get submarine because you ran out of beef tonight. You know? Right. You know, they, they helped each other out. Yeah. Uh, it's not, vi- I'm not saying it's vicious now. In fact, I think it's, yeah. I, I think right now you, they should be supporting each other as, right. as well as possible, you know? Yeah. It depends on, I'm sure there's some, but I mean, there's. I hear stories all the time of chefs in downtown helping each other out. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I would think if I thought of any given area, that's where I would think on an armory. Because it's like, you know, as they say, if you worked on you're an armory rat, that's what they call you, you know. <laughs> but um, it's, it should be like that, you yeah. know. Come on. Right. Especially now. Yeah. Wow. But and I hope that, you know, obviously you're going to see a change in the restaurant businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you know, th- that square footage divided yeah. by 25% that you can see is murdering you yeah. and new york city which is all done yeah. by the inch you know you got a table that are two inches apart right they're dead yeah you can't even eat inside at a restaurant oh, in new york city right i now. don't even know and i think also with the liquor stores i think you can only pick up like you can order and pick up wow which is tough because you want to see i mean yeah it, mine's easy people come in and ask me they, they could call me and say i need six whites and six reds right i need in this price range and mm. uh you know, I can do it and they'll feel safe because they know whatever's coming out of my store is good. Yeah, that's or good. I wouldn't have it. Yeah. But uh, other places, you know, you're going to have to say, they're, they're good too, though. I'm sure down in the city, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it really is crazy. I'm surprised. I've been saying it from day one. I really thought uh, the economy would have just absolutely tanked after, after, like, the unemployment ran out and things were opening back up. I'm like... People aren't going to have their jobs back. People aren't going to have money. Like, everything's going to go completely down in the shitter. And, I mean, I'm not, there's plenty of people that are struggling yeah. uh, in our industry. I'm sure that there are. I talked to some of them that are, that are, you know, they're not closing, but they're just barely getting by. Uh, but there's also a lot of people that are doing really, really well right now. I mean, people are still going out and going out to eat. And they are being safe and, you know, wearing their masks and socially distancing. And then there's also places in Syracuse where they're not socially yeah. distancing at all. And that's, uh, nobody seems to give a shit. That's pretty, I don't even know what to think. That's like crazy. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You know, uh, there's this, I call these, some people the super COVIDs. You know what I mean? Like, and that, you know, I actually feel sorry for them because they have really shoved themselves just into a closet. And that's it. Yeah. They have wine. They have uh like food delivered to the house. That's okay. You know, yeah. you got to do something. I don't know right. about you, but I'm not waiting yeah. to live. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I still, I'm lucky though. I've been open through the whole thing. Yeah. So for me, it's a normal day almost. Yeah. And the increase in business, mm-hmm. the, uh, the whole, the liquor stores have done, uh, some are up like almost 25%. Wow. It was like Christmas for a while there. Yeah. And, and I knew it. I remember when it was coming, I remember saying to people, you better load up some booze in your house. You're crazy. What if they close the liquor stores? As I was like, I mean, I would have still probably opened for them. I know yeah, that. Right. But you got, do not, don't leave home without it. Really. It is wild to think uh, just a few months ago yeah. where we were. I mean, I was going into work one day and things were, well, I, I mean, actually I recorded a podcast here in February 
with a guest, and it was the it was supposed to be the St. Patrick's Day parade in Syracuse. Oh yeah, right. That's the day. And they it was like the first day that they said fifty percent capacity inside. Yeah, You'd still eat inside, but it was fifty percent capacity. And I sat here with a guest, and on the uh, on that podcast we were joking, saying it'll be over in two weeks, things will be back to normal, and then like. Two weeks later, I got a. I was driving into work. I get a text from Paul Valenti, who says, uh, "I think or he said, uh, be ready. I heard the governor's going to shut everything down today. Did he get shut down for donuts? No, it's food. Mm. I think he's okay. He was still he was okay to stay open. Yeah, he actually did really well. I mean, he was. I somebody might listen to this and call me out for it. I'm pretty sure he was the first food truck because he has his food truck. Oh, he was the first food truck to do the neighborhood events." Yeah, I think he was the first in Syracuse. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was one. I went out on the truck with him one day during everything and uh, did like a little film on it. And he was, I mean, it's insane. The the business that that guy yeah. fucking generates. I'm getting ready to, uh, I was considering doing at my store a state fair thing where I was going to mm. get a fry later out front, do fried dough. Yeah. And I was going to make my own butter sculpture. Nice. <laughs> Actually, I was going to make mine out of oleo. I wanted to save some money. I'm cheap. But, um... <laughs> You know, you know what? At my store, it's funny. For 20 years, that's the best part about it. It's real innovative, like yeah. what we do with wine tastings. Right. And, you know, I serve out of glassware. I don't do that now. I have to use plastic. You know, I don't mm. have to, but it's smarter. I don't want to touch glassware yeah. and this and that. Um, but it's all about, there was a point when I first opened up, honestly, the food at the wine tastings mm. was incredible. There yeah. was like, um, sea, like lobster chowder. Mm. There was like uh, filet mignon. It was bizarre. And mm. in my mind, I go, you know, anywhere else in any other town, they would have been flocking to that, you know, and, but Syracuse is so Syracuse. What's the hardest part about that? Uh, knowing that Syracuse is Syracuse and having the wine shop. Syracuse. Yeah, that's well, at least there's not like, like there's a lot of ton of liquor stores around, yeah. you know, and a lot of them are starting to really carry some great products, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you're still, you still get that unique service. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you know what? If you ever went to a place like a Steigerwalls, the meat market, you know what? They're insanely great over yeah. there. They're, they're, what, they're just like my, my stores. Mm-hmm. You walk in there and, you know, when you leave, you're either laughing or you're like, you're laughing because you, I've told you a couple jokes and we had some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're satisfied. Yeah. You know, that has to happen. The restaurants need that. Every single person out the door has got to be super satisfied. Yeah. And I know it's tough, and they are yeah. really pulling their teeth out, trying to make money, keep their head above water. It's, you know what's funny, though? It's the restaurant business. You're always trying to keep your head above water. Right. I know. I, was in a, I owned them for 10 years. Yeah, you know? yeah it's, uh, I don't really know of many. And even the ones that I do know that are doing very well yeah. and have been doing very well before all of this, they're still always working. Yeah. I've never met a restaurant owner that, is doing well uh, that uh, the, so I've met some who just don't care that they're doing bad and you know they're not really thinking about much of anything but uh, most of the restaurant owners I know even the successful ones are always thinking about like what's next yeah. what do we have to do well you know what if you're not moving you're you know you're just stay, you right. turning stale there yeah for sure I mean, they, they say if you work hard for somebody like for 40 hours a week you can open up your own business and work hard 60 hours a week yeah right yeah it's about right for yeah. the business <laughs> But you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I said, that's why I would go back to it uh, part-time because I liked it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, it isn't even the money. I'm not worried. You know what I was never worried about? Drawing money out of people because they did. Yeah. If you, tip, if, if you served them well, they tipped you well. Right. You know, you, know, you didn't yeah. have your thumb in the soup. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, you just did the right thing. There's definitely a few restaurants in town that I re- when I go there, it feels... Um, 
I don't want to say like uh, something out of the past, but it just feels, you feel that hospitality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think of like, you're talking about like, you know, really taking care of yourself, being presentable knowing, being prepared yeah. as a waiter. And, you know, Francesca's uh, does a great job of that. Right. Their wait staff there, they really know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and they're like that. They're personable. They're presentable. They know everything that's going on. They're ready for you. Um, and then there's restaurants like we went to Amano the other night right. for dinner. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, I, they're on the card. I know Alex. And, you know, we had the reservation. So we were going there. We brought friends. But talk about the hospitality. They sent out one of every single appetizer uh, that was on the menu. And I to mean, you? yeah, you it was, well, it was me, my wife, and we had two friends with us who had never been there before. And uh, it was actually, it was like new friends. It was the first time we were going out to dinner with them. Yeah. So that was kind of nice to like go to this restaurant and have the chef send out one of every appetizer. Throughout well, they're the polishing meal. the right, yeah, uh, right stone there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but it was just, it was a great experience. Hey, listen, you know, you know what? That's what you need. It, 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 like when you go down to New York or whatever and you come back and you're talking about going to Danny Meyer's restaurant or something mm-hmm. like that, right? You know what happens? That's what they want. They yeah. want, you know, it's because I'm talking to, 30 people if they brought up the name of the restaurant and they're going there yeah. you know they, and, and these guys could see you once a year and they're they're smart like that look at this guy you, you talk well of amana that's what he wants yeah. that's what he should have want you right know? and uh, they did yeah. the right thing they took care of you a little bit yeah for sure yeah. uh i think chefs too like you know alex is somebody who uh you know he um he lived in philadelphia for a while he worked at restaurants there philly has a great restaurant scene alex knows what he's doing with food that's really important. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, he really knows food uh, and ingredients. And him and his girlfriend, I want to say it was like nine months. They spent significant time traveling around Italy before, uh, I don't think it was like planned, but before they wound up coming to Syracuse and having the restaurant, they traveled around Italy. And so he really fucking gets food, you know? Yeah. I mean, the other night, one of the appetizers, it's brata and it's uh, tomatoes and basil picked from yeah. his garden. No brainer, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Just those three things with a little olive oil. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. It, it, and it's timely. You know, yeah. you're not serving that in January where the tomatoes right. are hard yeah. and it doesn't make sense. You know, you're having it yeah. right now. There's a, a restaurant that has since closed, been closed in Armory for about a year, uh, two years. And um, when I went there, uh, every single time you would go there, the waiter would say, have you been here before? Uh, same waiter, by the way, like about six times throughout a year. They never recognized us. Yeah, right. That's, and, that's pretty weird. And uh, But uh, anyway, so uh, every time we would go there, they would say, have you been here before? And they'd say so. And I would say yes. And they would say, okay, so you are aware that our menu changes with the seasons. And that's something you had three months ago. It won't be on the menu today. Yes, I'm aware of that. It was the exact same menu throughout oh, the Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you don't get anywhere lying to people like that. Or not yeah. lying, but you know what? Right. It's all, half that conversation was unnecessary. Look yeah. At, how you doing? Nice to see you. Can I get you something? Yeah. Here's our menu, you know? You don't, this, yeah, yeah, right. Here it is. Well, they do, they do a thing. I, I forgot what the term is, where you'll do, um, it's, it's sort of rotation. It's a different, but do you have the same menu so they know what to order? Yeah. You know, every Five weeks, it changes back to that. So right. the chef knows what he's got to get. Yeah. 20 pounds of tenderloin, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. But. There is Alto Cinco, you know, a yeah. place you would not expect. I mean, listen, I love Alto Cinco to death. But if I was going to go out and I was going to expect, like, okay, I'm going to go to a restaurant that's going to have, like, impeccable service. 
now I would say I would go there. But before, I, Alto may not be at the top of the list. You know? Oh, no. I think it's great. You know why? That ha- that's a place that changes all the time. Yeah. Uh, great wine list, great bar, right. bar with great yeah, cocktails. Sure. You know what? It's cool. It's priced right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I love them to death. My point is, I guess, that you would go to like a Francesca's or like a nicer sit-down restaurant and expect, okay, I'm going to go get wowed here. Yeah. But at Alto, my wife and I went for breakfast once. Mm-hmm. We ordered, you know, we had our order. And a month and a half later, we went back for breakfast. Same waiter, exactly knew. He was like, do you guys want the same thing as last time? Uh-huh. It would only been a one time. I mean, it, it, the service was amazing. Was it James? You remember the guy? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I yeah, described him, but forget it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, um, uh, I got to tell you, I'm just going to sneak in a funny story. I'm waiting yeah. on these two ladies one time. And they go, well, what comes with dinner? And I said, oh, we serve a salad, a potato, and a vegetable. <laughs> well, what if we didn't have the salad? I said, oh, there'd be less food, ma'am. <laughs> Don't try to chop the price. That's not going to happen here. Don't try that on me. There was, it's not, I think it's Vito's now. It may have been Vito's before. Yeah. Um, yeah. On uh, Bridge Street. Right. Right. And I went there years ago with an old girlfriend. And the dinner, it was like, you know, twelve ninety nine, whatever it was, with, uh, you know, your pasta. Or, you know, it was like the chicken parm and a side of pasta. And then for like thirteen ninety nine, it was that with a soup and a salad and a dessert. It was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that is, uh, yeah. The big, huge portions, uh, you know, that are dirt cheap. I don't know if those days, I mean, look, Dominic's is now, you know, for sale, right? Uh, I think, uh, you know what? I don't know. You know, it's funny as you get older, you're not, you don't eat as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like I can't eat a big, uh, t- like when you go to those Bra- Brazilian steakhouses, I could have murdered them when I was probably 18 to 25. Yeah. Now I'm going, man, yeah. I'm, I'm all done. That's enough. Yeah. Four ounces of pork. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> but you know, everybody wants, I don't know. They just want a good deal. Yeah. I mean, we want yeah. it to taste yeah. good. Yeah. You don't want to see a, a two ounce filet as your entree. You right. Know? I mean, a waiter came up to me the other day and he goes, excuse me, sir. How did you find your steak? I said, I merely looked under my baked potato, and there it was. <laughs> no, but there's, you know, there's some great restaurants out there now. They're really there, starting yeah. to. Yeah, there really are. I mean, there's some, it's amazing the quality of food that's come. And I'm sure it existed before I was around. I know what, it in existed. Syracuse? Yeah. No, it's changed a lot. I mean, yeah. I guess when I think of the restaurant scene in, like, call it 1970 or so, right? Right, mm-hmm. right in there when I, when I got out of high school. Um, and I know that's uh, 50 years, but it's changed dramatically for the good. Yeah. It sure. became, you know, it used to be like, oh my God, there's three restaurants or something to go to in town. Yeah. Now there's literally 30 or 40, right. you know, and there's all sorts of styles. You never yeah. did that. You didn't have Ethiopian, you didn't yeah. have uh, Thai around, you know. Right. And it's great to have that around. Yeah, for Who sure. Who wants to change? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. The qual, I mean, St. Urban is phenomenal. Yeah. Deefy is phenomenal. Amano is Eden. I mean, there's really some great restaurants in yeah. Syracuse now. Um, has there ever been, have you ever like connect partnered with a restaurant in the 20 years you've had the wine shop? Yeah, I've done a lot of, I've done wine dinners with them That's cool. because like I'll speak between courses and things like yeah. that. Um, I would, because uh, I've done like, I, I gotta tell you the truth, I've probably done a hundred wine dinners, you know, yeah. or more. And I do these things. So that's good. It makes it fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, there was a lady, we did one time where the, uh, we served the first wine. Mm-hmm. And as I was pouring the second, people were commenting on the wine. Hmm. So I got everybody's attention. I said, I just want everyone to know that um, uh, a lady over here was commenting on the wine and she smelled anise over the top of the wine. I said, I think she, I think she said anise. <laughs> 
But you know what? You got to have some fun. You know, we're drinking some wine, eating some food. Yeah. You know, when people, it's funny when people, I don't bury people with things like, uh, the soil is uh, 5% uh, pH. And I, that means nothing to me. Yeah. What's the wine taste like? Right. Is it good? Is it smooth? Is it tannic? Is it, you know, yeah. simpler things you can figure out. And then again, I teach them about like tannins and stuff, how, how black yeah. coffee's tannic. Right. People put cream and sugar in to cover it. You know, mm-hmm. you want to do that. People do that with wine if that's the thing you're looking for. Mm. So they want to do that, you know. Mm. But, yeah. We, um, we used to go to some of the sh- uh, uh, wine tasting nights at Sugar & Co. when they were yeah. open. Yeah. And I loved it. Oh, uh, Brett was there. He's great. Yeah. Though. Remember the guy that was pouring? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brett. Yeah, okay. he's a salesman for you. But, you yeah. know, he's great at that. And those are, you know why? Those are fun for most of us because he's there, too. Yeah. You could, someone could just give you those wines, and it, it wouldn't be as nice as him explaining right. a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, delicious desserts. Yeah. Uh, great atmosphere. Yeah. And I loved having the little placemat set out, you know, yeah. and you could read about it. But then having somebody like that come over and pour the wine and tell you about it, it really, you know, for somebody who knows nothing about wine, it was a great experience. And you know, and people want to know about wine, uh, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, you don't need to be, you know, wine snobbery doesn't get you anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we yeah. were tasting, I, I used to, because I did wine dinners at my own restaurant mm-hmm. and we were talking, when, we were at the table, we were tasting some wine. And somebody was like, we were swirling the wine around. And the, and the guy looks at it, you know, he goes, you know, this wine has great legs. You know how it goes down. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's got a nice ass, too. <laughs> All right, come on. We're just drinking some wine here. Let's take it easy, everybody. There's a restaurant we go to sometimes in Little Italy called, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, Lamella. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, the tradition is if we go down to the city, typically we go to Lamella for dinner. And then we go across the street to Ferrara's for cappuccino and cannoli, right? So at Lamella, it's, uh, you know, they always, you know, it's like, you know, you're fucking old school Italian, right? Oh, so yeah. We walk in there and I, my wife and my now wife and I went down there and had dinner this one night. And, uh, you know, we ordered like a bottle of, I think, like Chianti, right? Like yeah. whatever, you know. And uh, he came over and poured the wine and like sat there, you know, poured just a little bit of wine in my oh, glass. waiting for you and to so taste we, it. And I was like, I tasted it. I was like, yeah, sure. I don't know what the hell. Uh, what am I going to do? No, that's not. I don't. I have no idea what I'm going to be tasting or looking for. Or, well, he just no. It's, I know it's, it's what you're yeah. supposed to do. Well, no, but he wants you to know that it's acceptable. You know. Yeah. When you teach people with wine, I say if I have a platter of uh, like a fish on a platter and I'm like 15 feet away from you and it looks beautiful with lemons on it and garnish right. and all that, right? But then if I bring it up to you and you smell it and the fish is bad, it smells like ammonia. Yeah. No. I'm not putting it in my mouth. Right. Wine's the same thing. It could look real pretty. Yeah. But then when you go to this, if it smells funky, what's known as, usually it's like corked, it'll yeah. smell like wet cardboard or mm. like a cellar or a musty attic. No. Yeah. That's what he's waiting for just for you to accept gotcha. it. But yeah. you're right. Right. He should have just said, why don't you try it and tell me what you think? Yeah. You know, right. See, you don't even, you yeah. don't want to, you don't sit and go, you know, yeah. is this your first time out? <laughs> right. I mean, as much as I don't know what I'm doing in those, in those situations, I also love that experience because, you know, that, in that moment, I wished my hair was slicked back and I had a three-piece suit on, you know? You know, it's funny. There's a thing where people, like a, a group, there's a group of 10, and they give someone the wine list. Everyone's like, oh, shit, I don't want to pick the wine. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I felt at St. Urban. I, we went for dinner in January, let's say. I forget when it was, before yeah. quarantine. We went for dinner. Uh, phenomenal experience. But we were, as we were sitting there waiting for our table, we're going through the wine list. And I have no idea what the hell any of these wines are. Right. You know, all I know is that Oh, especially there. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is that uh, these are probably going to be some of the best wines in a restaurant in Syracuse. 
I know that they're expensive (laughs) and, uh, and that's pretty much it. And so we wound, and I know that I don't want to choose the most expensive, right? but there I sure as hell don't want to choose. Yeah. I don't want to choose the least expensive either. There's a wine app that I'm involved with called wine ring. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you what's cool about it. Um, you taste a wine and you pick one of four things, love it, like it, so, so, or don't Mm. like it. Okay. What that does for you is a lot of things. You are starting to tell the app, Mm-hmm. through multiple bottles where you're at, hmm. right? Um, so now let's just say, let's make, I always make it simple for people. Let's say you tasted 50 wines, 25 were white and 25 were red. Mm-hmm. You didn't like any of the white wines, all right? Yeah. You hated them. If you were in a store or a restaurant and you said, well, I like this wine, you took a picture of it and it's a white wine, mm-hmm. you know what the app's going to say? No, hmm. you haven't liked any white wines. Now it's a lot more intricate than that. They're yeah. slicing up a bottle by 25 slices, hmm. acidity, sweetness, uh, tannins and all that. But if the wine, the wine, one of the wines you loved had uh, tw- the 25 things in it that you loved for the most part, if the wine you never tasted and you said, well, I like this wine, it's another red wine that you like, and it has 20 of the 25, yeah, it's going to say, yes, you will. Hmm. Because the odds are it's, it's almost like the same bottle that you liked already. Yeah, that's And that's great. People need that because it's just, you know, they walk into a store. Like in my store, it's so easy because as soon as you come in the door, I say it. If you need any help finding anything whatsoever, yeah. what they taste like, just ask me, you know. Um, but on your own, like you said down there, right. wouldn't it be what, – what also is cool about my story, I'll, I'll teach you about different grapes. Mm-hmm. Like if you like Pinot Grigio, which is white wine, right, yeah. Italian, yeah. basically, you probably like almost all Italian whites as far as mm-hmm. – as long as they're dry, like Vermentino, yeah. uh, Falangina. And so I can, t- I can bend you to try those, hmm. and you're going to go, that's good. So now you're down in New York and you say they got Falangina in the white wines by the glass. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> and then you pronounce it and the guy goes, that's not how you say it. <laughs> oh, shit. I made a fool of myself again, right? It's, so, a t- it's, a fun, it, it's amazing how still there isn't, a ton, like you say, a ton of knowledge. Yeah. You'd th- I would think more people would catch it. <clears throat> no, not catch on. Yeah. Find out. They want to know. Right. But I mean, I used to teach wine courses hmm. and mine were non-intimidating, you know, and we didn't have to go into, we, you know, th- some things made sense with the soil, like where there's an area yeah. in France called Graves, where it's like a bunch mm-hmm. of rocks mm-hmm. and the mineral comes through the wine, the rain comes down through the rocks, hmm. goes up the, up the thing to the grape. And that makes sense. Yeah. You know, simple things like that you need to know or want to know, but you don't need to know, like I said, the pH, that's right. not going to do you any good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to have, um, uh, I have an appreciation for wine, but zero knowledge of it. Well, and I think it would be interesting to get more into it for sure. If you stop it, honestly, if you stop yeah. at my store on any given day, there's stuff open. You taste it. You start to catch on. Hmm. And, you know, and, and like unless we talk about a wine you're buying, yeah. red or something, um, you're going to get it when you get home. You know, I'm going to talk to you about it. Then you're going to go home and go, yeah, 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 I get this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Plus reading the back label is always a good idea. They yeah. won't put anything on there. This wine stinks. But... If they talk about cherry or blueberry or whatever, you'll pick that up. It helps your head. Yeah. Because you can't see it in the glass, the fruit. Yeah. You smell it, and your head has to say, what is that fruit? (laughs) All right, so I've got a couple questions. Sure. Uh, One of them is, what do you think about blueberry and strawberry and all these other different fruit wines? I think there's some that are really great. Really? Um, There's stuff. There's a lot of, like, out of New Jersey, they make a lot of... um, dessert wines like that mm-hmm. that are awesome yeah um you see thi- you know what's funny i saw like a rosé with some orange in it mm-hmm. you know and i mean oranges yeah. 
oranges, right? Yeah. It was awesome. It was a great hmm. combination because the, the rosés, they usually get like strawberry. They'll get red fruit. Right. They don't get citrus. and they, don't, they serve, Well, they'll get citrus, but they won't get like orange. Yeah. Nobody can, you know? Right. And so that infused in it is awesome. Huh. I mean, it's, it's always about what you like. Yeah. A rosé I can get, but like being from Kentucky, I can say this. When I see like a blueberry or strawberry wine, my first thought goes to look at that hillbilly trying to make wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm t- you know, I, I, I used to, I, listen to me, I had a pineapple wine from Hawaii in uh-huh. my store. It was awesome. Really? I mean, you know what? Who, who doesn't like pineapple, really? We, and, went, to, we hmm. went to Hawaii in February, and uh, I've found that I pretty much live for rum and pineapple juice. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's that tricky thing, too. I always say this, those drinks like the Mai Tais. Yeah. It's like four shots of like rum in there, and, uh, you know, you, you're fooled by all that yeah pineapple fruit right yeah next you know you're the dancing on the stage <laughs> yeah i pretty much lived off of uh poi and uh mai tais when i was in hawaii nice. yeah it was amazing but fruit wines are great i have no problem with them you know what when so, I, I sell a hot pepper wine at my store hmm. and if you look on the back they have a sweet to dry dry to sweet gauge that some do yeah this one's way over to the far end of sweet right hmm. and when you taste it you go oh my gosh this is really too sweet then you go damn that's hot because <laughs> it's got the hot pepper in it yeah and with mexican food it's awesome huh yeah. All right. So next question is, if I buy a bottle of uh, Kendall Jackson, whatever the hell it is, right? Yeah. If I buy a bottle of like a bottle of wine in that caliber, uh, will it do anything if I let that sit in my cellar and age for five years? Oh, you're talking, you're talking about like a 12 or $10 bottle of wine, yeah. right? Um, no. Here's the thing. What's going to happen? Your wine has a lifespan, mm-hmm. red, white, or whatever. And um, a thing like Kendall Jackson is ready to go. It's restaurant ready, as we say. In other words, ready to drink yeah. right off the get-go. Um, from there, it, as through age, it's going to lose acidity. Now, it has some backbone to it, some butteriness from the wood, mm-hmm. you know, uh, vanilla and butter. So what's going to happen is the acidity is going to go away, and all you're going to have is the flabby part of the wine left. So it becomes fat, and mm-hmm. you're just like going... Boy, this was a lot better when we first drank it, wasn't it? <laughs> now, certain wines, you know, um, you think of them like a flower, like a red wine that is ageable. Yeah. It's closed in the beginning. In other words, you could open that wine up today. We just bought it and smell it. And you're going, there's like no fruit over the nose. Yeah. The taste is not really fabulous because it's like a flower. It's not pretty yet. Right. Once it hits its peak through age, now it's a beautiful flower, right? Mm. And then it starts to go and it starts to wilt. You gotcha. know what I mean? yeah. All of a sudden stuff start go, starts going away. It becomes just reverts back to like almost like grapeskin, like tannic. So it's just plain dry, the fruit left. Yeah. And you're like, shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Do you have a favorite yeah. restaurant in Syracuse? Um, I know it's, I said a pizza, but I want to think of somebody else too that I think is awesome. I do love Daniela's Steakhouse. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's cool because it's real small. Yeah. And uh, they serve, you know, it's great. It is, it, it's not, I was going to say, it's expensive. It's not. You might pay $34 for a big steak. Yeah. But you know what? It's a big steak. Yeah. And you, don't, you can't eat it all. And they have nice wine. They got, you know what? They got great service there. The mm. bartender, Brian, over there is fabulous. Yeah. I haven't uh, been there in years. It, you know what? They make a good drink. Yeah. You, know, you, want to, you don't have to tell them how to make a martini. You know yeah. what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So where can people find you in the rest or the, the restaurant? Where can people find your restaurant? It's close. 20 it's years like ago. A bar. Yeah. It's uh, 314 <laughs> Pearl Street. I always tell people if they know where Columbus Bakery is, mm-hmm. we're both on Pearl Street. We're both on the same side. Mm-hmm. They're at one end. I'm at the other end. Yeah. And I'm just before the entrance to uh, Route 81 yep. over there. But you know what? It's a fun store. Come in, whatever. They, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Men- and you know what? Yeah. If they mention that they heard this, I'll give them 20% off. How's oh, that? Oh, there we go. Whatever. Give yeah. them a deal. Yeah, know? for sure. All right. Well, Gary, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you. 
Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local New York podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. I uh, I love doing this. Uh, if I could do this for my full-time employment job, that would be amazing. Sit down and just talk to interesting people and put those conversations out. But it's not my full-time job. But I still love doing it. And I, I hope you enjoy them. If you do, then consider subscribing to the podcast. It just means that you'll be updated the moment the latest episode drops. You won't have to go find it. It'll just show up to you. And then you can also leave us a review. That means really the world in the podcasting community is to leave reviews on podcasts that you enjoy. Good reviews, hopefully. And that's it. So subscribe, leave a review, and I'm going to catch you at the next episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. Podcast.